0: Hey, 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 so welcome to all my fans, all three of you, who have probably sent a link to this. So yeah, I'd just like to welcome you guys to my pod. Um, There's no fancy music or any jingles just yet. It's my first time ever hosting a podcast, so it is a bit rough around the edges, but it's going to be an ever-improving product. So yeah, I'm going to give you guys a little intro about this. Um, I'm starting this basically because I always get looks from my friends whenever we talk football. Um, I'm not sure if it's because I have an American accent and they're not used to it whenever someone talks football or if it's because I say some extremely outlandish opinions. Um, and another reason why I'm starting this is I actually talk football literally three, four times a day with my friends over here. It's just something that comes up into conversation all the time and podcasts are meant to be something you can talk about endlessly. So I thought, you know what, let me give this a shot and hopefully you tune in for week two um so yeah for now let's look at this podcast like the coolest podcast that you're gonna tell all your friends about this weekend tell them all about it when you play your sunday league game and let's spread the word so to add a bit more context to the hate i spew towards some clubs i'm gonna make it clear i am a man united fan now we can move forward so uh, i've prepped a few topics for this week uh, unfortunately, the tabloids have been working their best, so we're not going to be making up false stories about Raheem Sterling having seven kids from six different women. Completely false story, but this country ran with it for a few years and had a good laugh. Uh, but yeah, my first topic, one that's close to my heart because my brother supports this club, Arsenal loves sixth place. I've been seeing Arsenal fans turn up with a wealth of new excuses these past few weeks. Well, it's only been since United move into fifth and they've dropped to sixth. Start Ozil, bench Ozil, start Ramsey, don't let him start, he's not here to say. Emery's great, oh no, he has limitations, oh no, he's plateaued, oh no this, oh no that. How many excuses can one club have until they really take an unemotional look at the club and start assessing what is right and what is wrong about it? I've always said that most of the Arsenal fans are, I know at least, are quite an emotional bunch. The ones I know are definitely hitting new heights this year. I mean, it started off with grief towards the board, and I agree with that, actually, but you can't have grief towards the board want them to play Ozil at the same time. If you love Ozil, you should realize that you've paid them £350,000 a week now. That's way too much money for a player who doesn't even try. So I really don't know where they're going to go up with that whole impasse that they have to get past. Um, Yeah, but... I've been seeing my fair share of Arsenal fans at my midweek games and stuff. They all seem to be really up in the air. I mean, the last, around two weeks ago, all my Arsenal mates were really unhappy with the board, with the club. Oh no, Emery doesn't have money. But then again, when United played them in the FA Cup, they were all racing to get a ticket. You can't be saying, I hate the board to this degree. I hate this to that degree. Yet you're still willing to spend money at the club when they're not spending money on the club (laughs) um the tickets for arsenal games are just so ludicrous right now i don't even know the exact figure of how much they are but they're the highest season they're the highest season ticket price in the country and then also couple that with the fact that everyone i know is still buying club gear so if you need to decide where you are if you're buying all that stuff you clearly have no problem with the board because you're giving them more money that they're just going to pocket so you need to figure out where you stand. For example, um, all of those who were so unhappy with Arsenal just a few weeks ago, they're over the moon again. They signed Suarez. Dennis Suarez, that is, not Luis. Don't get excited. Um, and that's pretty much what the club do not need. Some new foreign player with silky hair, a bunch of skills, ex-Barcelona, the favorite trait that anyone always says, ex-Barcelona, ex-Barcelona. It doesn't mean he's going to be world-class. If they're moving you on, they're not certain of what you have. Um, But yeah, this was just so textbook Arsenal. Silky hair, few skills, let's sign them. And of course, it's going to keep the ham- the fans very happy in the short term. But I don't think the fans are really realizing their club is slipping further and further away into the board's hands. All right, now we've got another hot take. That's This is going to stop those Arsenal fans from like throwing their panties in a bunch or just getting disgustingly angry at what I'm saying. But yeah, don't worry, I'm coming to pick on your local rivals, so you don't have to stress too much. It's the Wembley Woe Kings, the modern-day hipster club. They don't spend much, they keep competing. There's only one club, and I think we all know who this is. It's Tottenham Hotspur. They've now come to the recent point that the manager is saying that it is more important for them to get top four rather than win certain cups that were mentioned. I don't know how much I disagree with that. I mean, I remember someone I know telling me, oh, United fans must hate hearing that kind of stuff since he's pipped for the job. I don't know how much that makes me angry. I mean, United and Spurs are two very, very, very different ecosystems. I mean, United are well-established, so many trophies over the decades, biggest club of the past, I'd say, 30 years probably, at least in England. But then when you look at Spurs... Saying fourth is better than a cup makes complete sense in a growth perspective. If we're looking at the prospects of growth, you want to get into fourth and make that money in order for your club to excel. You want to make signings. You want to excel. Think of it on the most basic of levels. As a signing, as a fan, during the summer you get really bored. So what do you need during summer? You want some exciting signings, okay? Winning the Carabao and FA Cup is not going to get you any exciting signings. You'll be lucky if you even get a youth academy who gets promoted with that kind of money. That is an exaggeration, but I hope you do get my point on that. Um, But yeah, I've always thought that, in general, it must be pretty stressful to be a football fan. I mean, everyone knows that. Well, I'm a United fan, so as a child, it was not stressful. It it genuinely came to the point that winning Premier Leagues was such a simple task. You didn't wake up the next morning so happy about it. You were like, hey, nice, we won the league. But yeah, going back to my topic, sorry. I don't think anything really compares in terms of football fan stress to what Tottenham Hotspur fans have gone through the way their chairman teases them is truly something else I mean the stadium delays are just horrendous I I think this is their second or third delay and I mean I've been to Wembley I know how dire of a place it is to go watch football I don't mean like Wembley is the area I just mean it's not a footballing area it doesn't breathe and live football you go there and you tend to see people drinking outside Sainsbury's or, like, bringing beers with them, drinking the train, drinking the streets, because the pubs there are just saying, selling overpriced alcohol, and it's not even... The pubs are not nice at all. Like, the last one I went to was one of the nicer pubs in Wembley, apparently, when we went there for the England-Spain game. It was just filled with chunder all over the sinks. But... um yeah, I mean, when when you see that your fans have to avoid pubs and just drink in the streets, it really does say something about the area, and Spurs should be looking to fast-track this evacuation from Wembley. I mean, I, I even once heard a Spurs fan say something that really made me laugh into bits, but it's pretty sad. But he said, I never want to go to an FA Cup final or the Carabao final. I'm fucking done with Wembley. And when I heard that, I was really laughing, but I was like... I think I agree now. Now I think I agree after having spent some time there, been for a few games. Yeah, it's not somewhere you really want to spend too much time. But yeah, I don't want to spend too much time rambling on about like Spurs and their problems. If there is the off chance that a Spurs fan is listening listening to this, they're just going to turn it off. Uh, but I mean, like we all know it. It does feel like it's only a matter of time until either like an Arab business or some Russian oil guard comes along and buys them. And that is kind of what they're aiming for. I believe they're owned by a private equity firm. So they're looking for that rich Arab businessman to come snoop them up. Um, But yeah, it's either going to be that and they move on to the grand pastures of having a lot of money and funding the club well, or they're going to start seeing some big stars move on and they could just become another, go back to the standard they were before, which was like an Everton standard where they're both just fighting to break into Europe, but none of them are really doing it on the regular Spurs have gotten to that now, but they don't want to lose some stars and digress to that stage, because that stage is really hard to get out of. I mean, if you think of it, back in the day, Everton were making Europe. They were ahead of Spurs in this race to get into Europe. They were making Europe every once in a while, at least. But now it's all dried up. It's really hard to get back into it. All right, so um, now I'm going to move on to my final topic. I know you guys are really, really, really enjoying listening to me talk, but... I do have a job, and I kind of need to get back to it. So, yeah, I think for the future weeks, I'm going to try and get some alternate guests just to give us some, some nice dialogue, just another person to speak about. Like, they all, all my friends support other clubs. They all have quite an interesting knowledge regarding football. We all have quite interesting takes. They're not always the most serious, but we're just here for conversation and dialogue. Come on, let's have a fucking laugh, seriously. Um, so, yeah, moving on. Final topic, one of the most important the Bindippers So yes, Liverpool. This nation is currently really, really divided over the hot topic that's taking every front page of every newspaper, Brexit. But dear God, have we managed to unite for another cause, And that is not allowing Liverpool fans to become smugger than they already are in a few months' time. To give you context on how united we are, everywhere I go, whether it was the Wednesday midweek football, before we played, we were all just having a quick chat. All of us were so happy that the wheels are falling off. Um, and even a bit more context, I sit with an Arsenal fan at work. That's supposedly a London game, and I completely understand his emotions. He said, no, I want West Ham to win this, because we all don't want our Liverpool friend, fan friends just to not shut up for the rest of the year. Oh... But yeah, I'm not just gonna. I'm not just here to talk smack about the scousers. I'm also here to say don't worry. I when I say earlier the wheels are falling off, I have a lot of certainty towards that. I'm I'm no expert. I'm just that idiot sitting behind a surface right now, trying to host a podcast. <laughs> but we've seen what happened with them before. This is a sign of mental fragility. The only person in that whole association right now that takes to the field that has been in the situation before is James Milner. James Milner has been there, done that. I mean, Jurgen Klopp also. He's won, I think it was like a Bundesliga or two and got into the Champions League final twice. I mean, he knows what he's doing, but you do need more experience than at times like this. You can see City, how happy they are with the, amount of, with the wealth of experience they have. They've, they have league winners. They have players who are ready to defend a double now. It hurts to say it as a United fan, but that is a very, very well-stacked squad for any situation you put them in put them behind a goal they're still used to coming back from behind they can do it they can do anything by the looks of it but yeah it's gonna be a rough one if if Liverpool do prove me wrong and get those wheels back on Ah, uh, well anyway moving on I just find it really really funny because I kind of understand why Scousers love their club so much I mean when you look back at English history and all the shit that happened to Liverpool you kind of understand why they're so close to their co- country their club sorry and they're like yeah we wouldn't mind dividing from you If you want to do, like, a Liverpool exit, like, make Liverpool separate from the country, they'd probably be up for it. But, yeah, they really do love their club. And it's because of immeasurable love they have for their city. And I think it's just because they love their club so much right now that it's so painful for all of us. Because they can love their club this much without having won anything. It's next level. So just imagine what does happen if they actually manage to sign this off and win it. Yeah. It's going to be a rough one. But on the subject of signing off, I'm going to have to sign off from here. But let's all unite on one thing. Let's all make our best efforts to continue this run. Let's try and do 30 years of no prems for them. And we'll see how life goes. (laughs) But anyways, I just want to thank you all for listening to me today. I didn't expect much of an audience. But whoever is here, thank you for being here. Try and stick around for next week. Love to all of you. And I'll catch you guys next week. Bye-bye.